Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me today on my first little intro episode to my first podcast. It's time to wake up with me, Rachel Maraca. Today's episode is going to be called Creating a Connection. And it pretty much is going to be just a little intro, a bit about myself, um, and just a little bit about my spiritual journey in hopes that you can find a part of yourself in me and further want to follow me along this path. What's my deal anyway? Well, for starters, once again, I'm Rachel. I am a 23-year-old December Capricorn living in Brooklyn, New York. For my astrology girls and potential guys listening, I am also a Leo rising in Libra moon tend to love and very much identify with those two out of my big three. Um, I'm also a Sagittarius Mercury and Aquarius Venus and Mars, but we don't have to talk about those three things. (laughs) So I am a freelance social media manager and coordinator, as well as a conscious content creator. And right now I am applying myself to other jobs as well to be bringing in other sources of income, as well as just trying to propel myself towards my own future with my own little side hustles and really trying to embody the belief that I've had in me since I could remember that I'm not supposed to be somebody's employee at the end of the day. Um, And that's something, that's a vision I've held in my heart ever since I could remember that I'm going to be my own boss in a non-traditional way. And I've been really taking the steps to following that path and something I've felt in my bones for so long. I fully know and trust that I'm going to be able to support myself off my message as a human being. And I don't really think that I'm here to work, but more so see work as play. And I'm really supposed to be focusing on shifting people's minds and healing others, whether it's with my words or a potential product or something that I can put out. And really trusting that the money is just going to be a side effect that comes from following my truth. And it's just going to be a side effect, just a, just an ultimate success. You know, I, I am a big believer in the fact that we are supposed to be following the things that make our hearts soar and not the dollar signs, because that'll be something that can be consistently chased throughout our lifetimes where we lose ourselves, And it's constantly about accumulating more and more and more. And Money was just made to be a tool, guys. It's literally just supposed to be a tool to propel you towards the things that make your soul soar. So that's really what I've been embodying lately on my own journey and really redefining success for myself, you know. And success to me has never really meant, I think, what it traditionally does. And that in itself has been something that's being applied to my life more now than ever. And what I've really learned over the last few years of my life is how success is being the best version of you and it's doing things that makes your soul dance and it's not about the money and the physical things that manifest into our reality. I'm fully chasing fulfillment and I know that when I'm the highest version of myself spreading my highest message to others, again, money is just going to come. Like it's just going to come. I'm not going to ask for it. It's just going to be there because yeah, I plan on making big change. That's something my soul feels and knows that I'm made to do. And ultimately, when you think about it, how could the abundance physically not be a result of that, you know? So yes, I'm also breaking the money matrix while following my path. (laughs) And it's been a bit of a ride, but um, it's been a great one. You know, I've worked a lot of jobs in my life and I'm continuously just 
working more and more <laughs> to help support myself. Um, but now it's stuff that I, I care about and I want to be doing and spending my time on, even if it is for other people right now. I really was working so many jobs that I just did not care about. I wasn't passionate about anything that I was doing or anything that I've ever worked on. And I've really started to come to the conclusions that it was because my soul knew that none of it was a part of my purpose. And I think that it's a weird feeling when you can't consciously really put the pieces together of why you're unhappy where you are. And I've been blessed enough to start to step back and become the observer and realize I'm not happy doing these things. I'm not happy working for other people on their own time and doing things just because I was told to. Like the most ridiculous things just because I was told to. Like really, side note, one of my jobs made me mop a wall once. I mopped a wall, right? And I just didn't want to do things anymore that literally contributed nothing to my spirit or the greater good of others around me. And I've really, really, really started to become the physical embodiment of change and shifting into what is right for me. And right now I am in this weird in-between phase where the snowball is sort of just starting to roll, but I know that things have shifted by the things that I've been experiencing in my external reality. Um, like I have been leaving all the nine to five jobs I've been working and starting to take opportunities that allow me to be my own boss on my own time. I only recently started getting into freelance and that is something that I never really saw myself doing. I don't, I don't know if it's just from how society kind of frames how we're supposed to be locked into a corporate job or with a, the same company forever and climb up the ladder and only go after one thing, you know? And I think I realized like one, I can do so many things. Like I love to do so many things. I love to learn. I love to try new stuff. I am a perfectionist and I love to be the best I can be at anything new I try. And I think a part of breaking this, this matrix of being unhappy and, following my own path was realizing like, I want to do everything. I don't want to do one thing, you know, and freelance kind of fell into my lap, but it's a blessing because I'm doing so many different things for so many different people and learning so much. And I don't feel tied down or ever bored because it's not me waking up and doing the same thing every day. And I've found so much liberation in that. And I think if you were to ask me three years ago where I was trying to be, I think I would say, Oh, I want a full-time job doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm doing work for six different people and it is a little hectic, but I'm learning every day and I'm doing something different every day. And it's on my own time and I'm setting my own boundaries and I'm setting my own wages and I get to be creating, which is ultimately what I love to do. And aside from that, really schedule time for myself where I would just be so tired and run down from working a nine to five job where I would not want to do anything for myself after because I felt so clumped and like I was stuck in the mud with myself and I had no motivation to do things for myself. And that's all starting to change and it's really been great. And so I really have been learning so much from this weird but yet beautiful and rebirthing experience. 
Um, and that is something that I will definitely talk about in another episode. But point being, I know something has shifted on the inside and is now making its way to reflect that in my external world as a result of all the inner work I've been doing and really honing down and becoming a magnet for what I want to be doing and who I want to be. And the whole process has really been magical and Yes, it's definitely been painful, but the rewards have been nonetheless rejuvenating. They have been so, 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 so beautiful. And I've felt more sovereign than ever, honestly. And it's gotten to a point where sometimes when I walk down the street, even just doing my errands, I can literally feel the energy pulsing through my body. And I feel so powerful in my body. And I feel so much larger than my body. And I feel so excited to be in my body and be getting to see work as play or starting to at least and really starting to shift into that and gaining more sense of security and power in who I am, what I want and where I'm going. And I've felt a lot how my vision is clearing up day by day. My accountability for myself has skyrocketed. And each day I've really been trying to be my best to be consistent and take little small baby steps towards shifting into this new reality and person that I want to be. And if you were to ask me three years ago where I would be now, I honestly would have projected an entirely different and way more delayed future. And I know... For sure, I have changed so much within the last week, let alone the last month, let alone the last year. And I don't even I don't even know who that person is anymore a week ago, a month ago, let alone a year ago or more. And I know for sure I wouldn't be able to recognize that person, nor do I think anyone from my past would be able to recognize me. And I think that's really powerful as well to reflect on for myself. I've I've really understood that. I would need a complete reintroduction to anyone who's ever known me. And at first it seemed kind of weird or scary. And it's really something that's resonated so beautifully in my bones as kind of a current theme of the last few years of my life, but more at an accelerated pace as of the last few months. And I've really shifted into a new way of being. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But how did I even get to this point? So, as you could probably guess, it all started with a spiritual awakening around 2018, and it really was honestly me just being pushed and shoved into a corner and held in a chokehold by the universe, like actually had me at the neck, um, telling me to wake up because I could not take the suffering that I was enduring anymore. And it really is crazy that from my experience and observation, I realized that most of the time this is how spiritual awakenings happen. And I really wish it didn't have to be that way. And in hindsight, I kind of reflect and I'm like, damn, I wish I could have just had the conscious decision to like start following my truth and facing my shadow self and observing myself in the universe more. But that's not how it is. And most of the time, that's not how it goes. And it sucks, <laughs> uh, which is why I, I kind of created this podcast because I want to start planting seeds for people that, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way, but even if it is that way and that's what you're experiencing, join the ride because we have a lot to talk about and I've been through it. And I think the initiation phase is a very long and rough one. And I definitely feel like I got over some sort of hump, but I still very much in relation to other people's journeys, uh, as much as I'm trying not to compare myself here, am still in an initiation phase, even though it's been about three years, but you know, 
anyway, <laughs> yeah, so suffering makes you wake up and you tend to really wake up after being in the trenches of your own soul. And for me, it was feeling so unloved, useless, hurt, betrayed, used, insecure, lied to, and really made out to feel crazy. You know, like, have you ever been in those situations where someone is completely, completely in the wrong and doing something to you? Yes, even though we know it's for you, it is still to you. And yet completely with every little word and emotion and action make you feel like you're the crazy one, even though it's completely them, completely them gaslighting you, you still are made out to feel crazy. And that person or that experience is flipped around on you or flipping things around on you to make you seem like everything is your fault to others. You know, that's been a story my entire life and definitely a different topic for another podcast episode, but, um, pretty much like this exact situation, but longer than I've ever experienced it for like actually every day for almost two years is pretty much what led me to getting the fuck up. Excuse my French, but getting up, waking up. And one, if you've been through this situation before and somebody has made you out to be crazy, even though you were the one that was being hurt, one, welcome to meeting a narcissist. But, you know, two, it's only leading you to something greater. And whether you went through it and can offer that appreciation and gratitude for it, or you're going through it now, understand it is only the beginning of blossoming into something beautiful for yourself. And you are going to be learning so, so, so much about other people, yes, but mostly you. And that is so important. And my intention for this podcast is to be extremely honest about my process and my journey. And kind of a, a fault of mine already. <laughs> I am a really honest person and I think that's great, but it can be rough sometimes. But most of the time it is really helpful and I want to be able to share my experiences with you guys human to human because I believe in a world where we are expressing our truths with our hearts, no fear of judgment and no fear of anything, just honest, raw, vulnerable truth with those around us and really embodying walking each other home and relating to one another and being there for one another. And I really, I really think honesty and vulnerability creates a safe space for others to see themselves in each other. And I think it would do a fuck ton of healing for the entire world and everyone as a collective if we were able to just get so damned to the point of whatever we're saying and what we really mean and what's coming from our hearts and growing and being from progressive from it. And I... I'm going to be really upfront and honest with you guys. So let's get started. So around 2017, I started dating my ex-boyfriend and it was all fun and games because I had known his family forever. Um, I've known him since like seventh grade. Our moms are really close. His family had been there for me while my parents went through a divorce at a younger age. And we were just really good friends growing up. And for so long, these people were like my family. So when we started dating naturally, his mom was very happy about it. And she used to tell me how I motivated him to do things and how happy she was. This was finally happening, blah, blah, blah. So before we started dating, he was with some other random local girl and they decided to end it. He hadn't been happy for months at that point and had all kinds of issues with her, but also just issues with himself and being able to set boundaries for himself. So it did take him a long time to leave that situation. So naturally, change is weird. It's a weird 
period of shifting. So the girl stayed around following him for a while. But then it got a little obsessive, texting, calling, and having conversations with his mom and his sister. Like, for real, this girl showed up to his high school graduation with no ticket and waited outside behind a rope to see him graduate while I sat there with his family. Mad weird, but this girl would tweet about me, making up ridiculous lies about me, painting images of me that was absolutely not true to me or my character. She would continuously text his mom, post about me on her Finsta, and his mom would literally go with it and say she felt bad for her because she was a good kid. And I get that there's a weird process of letting go. Okay, past tense. I got that there was a weird process of letting go, but the problem was that she was never let go of. So my ex's mom was a really great liar. She had been juggling me in one hand, calming me and my nerves down, ensuring this girl wouldn't be around anymore and that she had no part in their lives anymore. Because, you know, literally who wants someone's ex around, their boyfriend or their family. And I didn't even know. She was a master at her job. And she was also juggling this ex-girlfriend in the other hand, letting this girl know that she'll always have a special place around and a place in their hearts and in their life physically, even while I was there. And at some point, what I realized later on was from total jealousy. His mom had completely turned on me and wrote this narrative that somehow I was taking her son away and just like all of these things, even though that was the furthest thing from the truth. And naturally, as things and situations started to arise, I had found myself so, so, so confused. Like, how could this woman who told me she loved me as one of her own children and who had been there for me at really rough times in my life to turn to for advice or just refuge now be a person who's making me throw up over my toilet bowl from anxiety and hurt over the things she was pulling on the internet? Like, literally a 40-year-old woman. How was this happening? started off pretty slow but accelerated really fast and I don't need to go into detail about every little thing that happened but she pretty much ganged up on me her son's at the time girlfriend with his ex-girlfriend and his sister because she knew that I didn't want this girl around and that I felt really bothered and uncomfortable uh, which rightfully so after how she was constantly attacking me tweeting about me lying about me etc but uh, his sister played both sides of the fence as well, and I would hear her talk so much about this ex-girlfriend, and then she would Snapchat me a picture of his ex at her house, like, literally in their living room, talking and having coffee with their mom, like, ooh, look who mom invited over, and trying to stir the pot and shift blame, but also being a part of the problem. And I started to realize over time that I couldn't trust anyone, no matter what they were saying to me or how they were trying to comfort me. And these people would literally say one thing to my face, and then... As soon as we hung up the phone, post about me on social media, like it was actually crazy. I used to check their accounts like actually every five minutes and it became an obsession at some point to keep checking what was being posted about me. And it was so unhealthy and it created so many unhealthy habits in me that I, I am embarrassed to talk about. And it, that's still a process that I'm in right now is like sending love to that version of myself that felt like she had to do those things um, and really kind of debunking where any patterns that I have now might have arose from that situation and unlearning those coping mechanisms and ways of being. But my ex's mom would post pictures of me on her Instagram, like literally with her middle finger up with captions or text across the image clearly directed at me. Um, her and my ex's sister and the ex-girlfriend would all post the same exact quotes on Instagram and 
Visco, if that's how you pronounce it, you know, that photo editing app, VSCO, Visco, um, like about loyalty, aka like their loyalty to one another and just do all sorts of weird little things to like prove that they're against me. Um, at one point, like they were posting quotes from Alice in Wonderland saying it's all in your head, Alice, like saying I'm making all this shit up. Meanwhile, they're the ones posting about me. And the ex used to post, uh, sorry for the judgment here, actually the ugliest fucking photos of a literal driveway. Like it could actually be a brick wall just to indicate that she was at my ex's family's house like every day trying to get under my skin. Yet I would be crazy and deemed wrong for like looking at their stuff. So it was like, is it wrong that you're posting it and trying to stir the pot or is it wrong that I'm looking, you know? So the narrative was very much turned around against me, which only made me feel crazier um, and definitely started more fights. But, you know, anyway, doesn't really seem too intense now, but being in the situation every single day was so, so, so tiring and so hurtful. And it caused so many fights between my boyfriend at the time and, and, and me, <laughs> And his whole family and him in general, because his mom would literally make him choose between me or them. And I started to stand my ground after a while and really have boundaries for myself where I would literally refuse to show up or go anywhere, whether it was a birthday dinner, a holiday event, or anything, because this woman had not once ever apologized to me. And it also caused issues between me and my own mom. And that wasn't going to fly with me. Sorry. Sorry, girl. Um, I had actually organized to talk with her. Um, it was kind of like the first real face-to-face -face talk we were ever going to have about what she was doing to me uh, around 2018, I believe, because I could no longer keep this gig up anymore. I could no longer make my boyfriend at the time choose me or his family because unlike her, I wasn't comfortable with that. And I don't think you can get the best of both worlds in that situation. You know, when you date someone, you date their family. And the people that were supposed to be in my corner were the people I was fighting in the ring. And I didn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. Like I was so stressed out. It was, it was horrific. So I finally got this lady to agree to sit down and talk with me. Um, and I called her out on being sneaky and all the things she was doing behind my back. And I showed up with so much evidence toward what she was doing in case she tried to turn any sort of narrative against me. And um, I remember specifically I had called her out on, posting this video that I had screen recorded because I thought for a second I saw the ex-girlfriend in a photo or in the video after she had told me like their communication was cut off. So I screen recorded it and did that thing where you pause the video and you scroll and I saw her. So I brought this up at our talk and I gave her the chance to be truthful and she lied. So I was like, oh, really? Because here it is. And so this lady literally told me that I was a pathetic piece of shit for stalking her and checking on her social media and that I was worthless to even to attempt to hurt and she was posting it because she liked it and if she wanted to do something against me, I would know, but she's again not going to waste her time on it because I'm not worth it and I'm too pathetic to waste time on and... I meant nothing to her, so why waste her time, you know? And I don't remember what I said, but considering I know myself and my character, and at any point in my life, I would never and have never disrespected somebody older than me, I 
rebuttals back and I said something along the lines of her being wrong and you know how could she be saying these things to me and she literally got up from being so defensive and went to go body me like this 40 year old woman stood up to come at me like she was going to hit me and as you can see I was getting nowhere except in a deeper hole of emotional pain and disbelief and disgust and all she did was lie to me and I felt like I was going crazy anyway so she was successfully doing her job she got what she wanted she was making me feel bad. This lady would text me paragraphs, text my ex-boyfriend paragraphs of really hurtful things about what she actually thought about us and our character. And like, it was just straight lies. But you know, after you endure that so long, you can say, no, 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 that's not true. But after even you walk away for five minutes, a part of you starts to question and look, you believe those things. And she would gaslight, apologize to me. And then the next day, literally go back to doing the same thing. She would try to do what a narcissist typically does and avoid any responsibility for her actions. She would blame others, including her literal teenage daughter, and even try to buy me stuff after not addressing one horrific thing she was still doing to me at the time. And Instead, just offering me things, acting like they never happened. And it made me sick because I couldn't live like that. And if there's an issue just in general, I will not speak to you about anything else. Like, don't even come at me with the small talk. Don't ask me how I'm doing. Don't say, oh, nice to see you. Don't say shit to me until we address the elephant in the room because the elephant is in the room, babe. He is asking, he or she is asking to be looked at and resolved, you know, especially something so horrific and so painful. So ultimately this kind of attitude, still an experience still happening for almost another full year after that conversation happened. I was the skinniest I have ever been weighing at about 104 pounds. And I've always been about like 120 to 125 pounds, my heaviest being 140. So this was disgustingly skinny. Looking back now, it honestly makes me really sad because I used to get offended when people asked me if I was okay. Because I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm healing. Like I'm doing this inner work because it was at the time my spiritual awakening started happening. And looking back, I was like, wow, that was really a, a cry for help. You know, it was a physical representation of a cry for help. And I wasn't eating. I was throwing up all the time from really bad anxiety and panic attacks on the daily. And I've never been one to have anxiety or panic attacks or even throw up over another person. Like my entire life has been, I'm that bitch. I will fight you or cut you off before you get the chance to hurt me. And this was so different. It was so different. Like I was literally shook to the core and sick and it all sent me overboard. And I couldn't afford therapy at the time. And I felt like I had no alternative. I didn't know where to seek refuge from the horrors that I was experiencing. And I eventually found this man who I still love and follow every day on YouTube, Feel Good Life, as well as this girl, Heather, Activation Vibration, who really started making me think in terms of spirituality. Their videos were blurbs of cosmic information I did not even know I needed at the time, like how to heal, how to face your shadow self, what your shadow self even is. And how experiences are just energy, mastering your own reality, you know, all these really groundbreaking topics that I had never really sat down to evaluate and think about and apply to my own life. And around this time as well, I had decided to pull trig on getting an astrology reading from Crystalline Codes on Instagram, Erica. She is so beautiful and so amazing. That had opened my eyes to the world of past lives working with goddess energies, star seeds, as well as so much more about my chart and 
who it was or who I am through it and how it's my energetic blueprint and really how to use that and learn more about myself to get through my everyday life and learn how to speak my own language and in turn learn how to speak other people's language. And fast forward to a random Thursday while I was a junior, maybe senior in college, and it was discussion day for this class I was in called Law and Sexuality. But naturally, I am prone to being nervous to publicly speak, especially when I'm in a situation where I don't feel like I'm the smartest person in the room. And my school was extremely left and politically correct, and I was just so fearful of judgment. And in case something was taken incorrectly or in case I had not said in, like something that I really meant or just being judged for my opinions because I was the only person in the room at this point taking this class as an elective and not for a politics degree. But anyhow, before this class, I had stumbled into a store called Namaste and I found myself drawn to a section of crystals. And I literally had no idea what I was doing or what I was looking at at that point. I just knew I felt drawn to this beautiful, soft, pink, rose-colored crystal and decided, you know what? I'm going to buy this thing. And after that, I didn't really think twice. I just put it in my jacket pocket and went to class. And at some point, I was sitting in class and I felt like I smoked a joint at some point, to be honest, because usually where my hands would be starting to sweat and shake a little and I'd be getting butterflies in my chest from anxiety about what I was going to say when I spoke after counting the number of people in front of me to get to my turn, like all the usual things just completely subsided and something in me shifted toward feeling really peaceful. And at the time I noted it, but didn't think much about it. So class went on. I felt good about our conversation and it was actually amazing. I said I left feeling really great and accomplished because I had said some pretty smart and progressive things um, contributing to the conversation. That was a really intense political one and it was all good. So I just went to head home and I left school. I put my hand in my pocket and completely forgetting I had the crystal in there, I picked it up and it was no joke, like 90 degrees. And I immediately Googled, why is my crystal hot? Like actually what is going on here? And I read up a bunch about, congrats, like it absorbed your energy. Your crystal worked. It, it sucked out those lower density vibes, right? So I literally could not believe what I was experiencing because I had not even, I don't think like really touched or held a crystal um, at that point, but also like I didn't touch this thing in my pocket once since I had put it in there. And I instantly made the connection after reading that the crystal had just successfully done its job. Um, I made the connection that me feeling calm was an instant result of the crystal doing its job. So that thing I had noticed earlier, but kind of just like dismissed, I was like, oh, my brain remembered that because in the future I was going to have this experience and reflect on it and then make the connection of like, oh, period. There you go, girl. Like, this was, this was it. This was it. This is what it was supposed to be. Um, the crystal worked. Now go do some more research on all things spiritual. <laughs> so a combination of these things um, from my relationship and the things that were going on in and around that, the crystal thing, the astrology reading, that really shifted me that I actually still go back to and I'm still learning from. And that was almost two years ago. All of these things ultimately led me to where I am today. And it was the foundation of my spiritual awakening and what I had been building a house of bricks off of ever since. And it's crazy to think about how much pain I was in and how far removed and distant that feels 
that that whole experience feels, me as a person feels looking back. And I feel like I've died and been rebirthed seven different times since then. And it's been painful and slow, but also extremely fast and really rewarding. And I've really shifted into a place of utter acceptance and love for the painful initiation of my awakening. And I've done so, so, so much work to understand every character at play and the programmings and beliefs running within them that they hold in my own programs and beliefs and reading in between the lines at what energetically every experience and person for me was holding and going through. And whatever arose for me at that time, really sitting back and being like, what does it really mean? And this will be something I, I talk about more in detail in other episodes for sure, but I just wanted to put out some surface level, this is how I got here stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, if the suffering didn't happen, I would have never felt uncomfortable enough in my own skin to crawl right out and crawl into my soul. I kind of feel like a little hermit crab. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever had hermit crabs, but I used to have one and pretty much these little dudes just crawl out of their shell and they look so weird and naked. Like, I'm pretty sure there's an episode of SpongeBob where he's, uh, Mr. Krabs is a naked crab for a second, but they're naked crabs and they then move into their new shell. And I don't know the science behind it, but I guess they get like stuck to their new shell or whatever. Like their body might morph into the new shell because, you know, you can't like separate the two. Again, I'm not a hermit crab expert here, but I really just kind of got that visual in my head of like, I just turned into a hermit crab. I felt so uncomfortable in my suffering that I was like, get me out this bitch now. And I crawled right out and I felt naked and vulnerable and weird. And like, I was in a little see-through tank. Like everybody can see me just out for honesty and truth. But it made me build up the tougher skin to then walk into my new shell and build a new foundation. And that's something I'm continuously doing all the time. You know, you're continuously dying and being reborn through each experience, each, each person in your life, like each job, whatever it is. But if the suffering didn't happen, I would have never got my house out of the shell. And that's what really, really counts. And it's easier to say in hindsight for sure, but I am definitely so grateful for the pain because it led me to where I stand today. And you should be grateful for your own experience as well. You know, what you're going through now and what you went through in the past, be grateful for all of it. A huge part of elevating yourself and shifting into the highest possible version of you is expressing ultimate gratitude. It's learning your lessons and taking your golden nuggets of information learned and applying it to your life and learning acceptance and letting go of our stories and these narratives that we hold to ourselves of who we are and what we believe in and really embracing change and embodying change and understanding that it's something that's everlasting. We are constantly, constantly growing. And I wanted to share my story to encourage you to start stepping into this now, you know, wherever you are on your journey, offer yourself love, offer yourself love to your present pains as well as your past. Send love to the past version of yourself who endured things they didn't deserve because they need it. Also let the past you know that you made it out stronger. Here you are now. Offer love to your present pain and tap into your future you and realize that this current moment is going to be a past pain you look back on in the future that you're just grateful for. It was just another hump, just like the things in your, your now past. And it'll all go away. It's all going to pass. And it's just about learning how to dance in the rain. So you aren't only grateful when you reflect back on this present moment, but start to become grateful for it now. And we are constantly being tested in learning. Our universe is in constant contact with us and 
how we can better take care of ourselves, love ourselves, and accelerate ourselves towards our highest destinies. And all we have to do is look inward and face each emotion that comes up to us and figure out exactly what that means on our own individual journeys. That was a little bit of my story and how I got here. Um, pretty surface level, but just kind of like, yeah, I went through some shit and it led me to a spiritual awakening. So I hope that you were able to connect with me on some level today. I very much believe in a strong community of human connection and really opening up to one another like an open book in order to make each other realize we're all a part of this human conscious collective, um, the name of my lifestyle brand. And we are all really going through such a similar if not the exact same lessons in different experiences. And I really hope that you understand that you are never alone. I hope that I was able to tap into a bit of that today and what a spiritual awakening also usually looks like or feels like. And maybe you could start putting pieces together of that that's what you're going through right now for yourself. You know, spiritual awakenings are usually unpleasant. They're confusing, they're hurtful, they're frustrating, they're sad. And a lot of times they leave you feeling out of place. But Damn, is the initiation process worth it. It has led me to breaking the chains that society, myself, like ancestors, other family dynamics and patterns, all of these chains that have been placed on me, I've been breaking and I've been stepping into my authentic power and truth. And that has ultimately led me to the path of my purpose, which is only leading me to living out my highest potential as a little human being on this planet at this time right now. And wherever you are on your journey, just keep pushing, kid. Each step you take, even if it feels backwards, is only leading you forward. And it is the right step. There is no wrong step. Please know and believe this. We're all in this together and you are never alone. I am always here for you. I really loved sharing about myself with you guys today. And I am so, so, so excited for future conversations about all things metaphysical, multidimensional, spiritual, and you know, all the things. I hope that you were able to find a part of yourself in me today. And I welcome you along the rest of this journey as a podcast, as well as my own individual journey, and hope that you will join me in the next episode. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to listen to this today. And I am bubbling with excitement to get to connect with you guys again in the future. I am sending you all infinite amounts of light and love. And just know whenever you hear this, this was the exact moment in time you were supposed to hear it. It is divine timing, baby. And the universe chose for you to hear this right now. Everything in our lives means something. All we need to do is pay attention to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. And I will see you or speak to you again in the next episode. Blessings.